I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. This episode of Spaces Podcast is supported by BQE, the makers of BQE Core. BQE Core is the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Learn more at bqe.com. Tim. Go create this graphic, and he comes back. It's not going to be through the eyes of somebody in the construction industry, and it's not going to be as potent as it could be. But if you get the owner of that company to go and write down some copy or just start talking about like some of the problems that they see, there is content galore in that. And there's feedback, too. Like They're giving feedback to their peers and saying, hey, I'm seeing this. What, what are you seeing? So I want to enhance the voices of the owners of the, you know, the people in the field, the people that actually don't get to talk a lot, amplify those voices because marketing can figure out the rest. That crap's easy. Hello, my name is Demetrius and you are listening to Spaces Podcasts Express Welcome back, everybody. Had a little break. I have no idea how many months. It's been a while. Hope you had a great summer if you're listening to this live. It's been a long one for me. A lot going on uh, that I will probably trickle out uh, news and and info as we get through the rest of this this year. Uh, I think we have about 14 episodes lined up, 14 or 15 episodes lined up for you. A lot of great conversations, Um, so looking forward to getting all of these out. Today we have a great conversation that I think is uh, super important for everybody to hear in our industry. 
talking with Tyler Campbell. You may be aware of him from Construction Brothers podcast. Uh, he and his brother Eddie have a great podcast uh, geared a little more towards construction, but nonetheless sharing all these great ideas about industry innovations and information that everybody needs to hear. Definitely go check them out. Uh, Tyler has also stepped out to create Story Builder. Um, I'll let him describe a little bit more about that, but he's helping contractors and people in the industry uh, really brand themselves and get their story out there, driving a lot of interesting, hilarious content out there uh, that you may have seen for some big and small companies out there. Uh, so we'll put links to all of his info and some of the things that he talks about in this episode. Some of the things that we talk about in this conversation are deficiencies in messaging, both within and outside of the industry, differences in messaging from a marketer or someone within the industry, getting people interested in the industry again, tips on telling your story, and we kind of explore a little bit of the potential future of communication with your audience. So this is a great conversation that I hope you listen to the whole thing. And a quick note before we dive in, thank you again to our sponsors. Please make sure to check them out. Even just looking into their offers is a way to not only learn a little bit, but to also support our show. So please do so. Now let's go ahead and get to this conversation with Tyler Campbell. Today I have Tyler Campbell with me. Is the I'm going to call him the owner and creator. Uh, we were trying to figure out how to best introduce him, but owner creator of Story Builder, as well as uh, host creator of Construction Brothers podcast. Tyler, thanks for joining me. Dude, it's so good to see you again. Thank you so much for having me on here to, to gab for a little while. We'll try not to bore everybody. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's definitely not going to happen. Uh, we've chatted a few times on and off over the years of, of uh, you starting up the Construction Brothers and Meet with Spaces and, and Gable. Uh, so it's good to, to finally get on and actually record something <laughs> together. <laughs> for once. Yeah, we've been, we've been talking back and forth for so long. This is, yeah, this will be great. It was, it's hilarious. I feel like every time I get on the, on a recording with a fellow podcaster, I'm just like venting all of my frustrations about podcasting. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty great. So I love it. Now, we won't get into uh, all of the frustrations of podcasting today, <laughs> but maybe we'll do another episode if people want it. We don't have enough time, bro. We don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> so today, I wanted to talk kind of big picture about the motivations, I think, that we both shared, um, and then you into creating Construction Brothers podcast and then Story Builder. Can you give our listeners a little bit of understanding of what those two are? So uh, Construction Brothers was started because Eddie and I kept taking these walks and we kept sharing ideas and like just riffing on them and just we would talk endlessly like we would lose a couple hours pretty, pretty quickly. And uh, we just got smart one day. We're like, dude, why don't we just put a microphone in front of this thing? Like, let's take this show on the road, you know? Um, this is a circus. People might like to watch it. So uh, <laughs> we put the microphones in front of us. And, and you know, over time, it's evolved. You know, we've, we've interviewed a bunch of people and we've had so much fun. But 
we keep coming back to these two main principles, which is that we want to share ideas and we want to encourage people. I mean, the best that we can and, and, you know, spread ideas around like, you know, ideas about technology, maybe a business idea. I think we shared one of those one time, which was a lot of fun. We we're like, <laughs> this is a million dollar idea. Go, somebody go do it. Um, but we try to try to give people just just a chance to just feel revved up again about the industry and excited about the things that we're doing. And then we encourage them by, you know, beating on each other like like brothers do uh, verbally, yeah. mind you, verbally. Um, sometimes <laughs> physically, though, we did just do the tortilla With slap the tortilla. challenge. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And uh, Eddie's <laughs> face, he has like no hair on his face. So it just made a really good, like really good pop. It was, it was fantastic, <laughs> man. So... That's that's, that's construction brothers. We have a ton of fun with that. Story builder was was started because you know I, I started in the industry when I was nineteen and I started as a as a BIM guy. You know I would model structures uh, on a computer all day long of various sizes and shapes and all that stuff. And building this business, I realized how hard it was to like find marketers that actually could speak the language. Like find yeah. people that could speak the language and then use that language to like get people involved in things and, and like really start to make the construction industry just attractive for people on the outside. So that's kind of where like the idea for Story Builder started to shape young when I was in my younger years. And I also got like just really, really excited about marketing and um, really excited about, you know, branding and like graphic design, all these different things, making videos and, you know, shooting photos and uh, just kind of going crazy, learning how to do all that stuff. And, you know, that was eight years ago. And so now through Construction Brothers and some of the other things that I've built, you know, I've been able to hone that down. And now it's, again, similar to Construction Brothers. It's like, all right, time to take this circus on the road. Like, uh, yeah. maybe let's, let's go help some people. So that's kind of where I'm at now. You know, it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. I get to help uh, small companies, large companies, and just kind of help them clarify and come up with new ways to approach their audience and their potential clients and their friends and their family and, you know, try to make people smile. That's just the, that's what I'm kind of passionate about is just making people smile and having a good time. Yeah, I, I think I shared that vision that, that she saw or that problem in the industry of that lack of communicating from the people that are doing it because there is this sort of wall right now because everybody brings in a marketer but the marketer doesn't quite know how to voice what exactly is being said so there's this disconnect i think from from what we do to the people that we serve in a sense yeah i, I think for me it's it was a realization of like listen these these marketers aren't bad at their job that's that's not necessarily it it's that the construction industry as a whole has its own way of speaking it yeah. has its own way of like getting up in the morning, you know? And, and and so through time, I started realizing like anytime I would bring somebody in, like let's say to write copy or uh, create a graphic uh, yeah. or, you know, go produce a video, they would always pick the things that were like easy. They would always pick the <laughs> things like technology is important. And that's the thing that they would bring back to me. I'd be like, yeah, yeah but what about technology? Like let's mine yeah. that a little bit more. And so from my end, I was able to look at it and say, yeah, but from a construction perspective, from mm -hmm. you know my history in it, that's really interesting. If we say that, people are going to light up. They're going to love it. And so it's, it's really cool to see how 
just this sort of hybrid thing that I've I've kind of fallen into uh, has been able to help out some people. And, and you know, I, I, I in no way want to call marketers bad at their job. Like, I mean, everybody's different. I get it. But they don't know the industry. And I, I just want to try to bridge that gap, help marketers do a better job or, you know, help construction companies understand marketing a little bit better and some of the ways that they can create content and, and start engaging kind of they're following their clientele like anybody out there and, and yeah. start start developing that next generation too, you know, making it attractive for the kids out there watching. Yeah. Because, I mean, if we can throw a construction company stuff out on TikTok, you know those 14-year-olds are going to be like, <laughs> dude, the construction industry is awesome. Heart. Um, so <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I love to do. That's a massive problem over the last, I don't know, 20 years probably where trades haven't gotten the attention that they used to. Mm. Uh, everybody was pushed to go to college and do these advanced degrees and construction was la largely overlooked. So yeah. I'm stepping into this role helps spin that back a little bit and to, to show what it, what it is to be out there in the field and the fun that it can be and the, re the reward that you can get <laughs> from it. And actually now how much it pays. Yeah, like, dude, it's so fun. Whenever I get to go out on a job site with my camera, like, oh, that's the best day ever. I'm like, I'm rolling around in the red clay and I'm just enjoying it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And and a lot of times, you know, some marketing teams are just like, oh, oh man, I got... I got I got some mud on my Louis Vuittons. I don't I don't know. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and so I just I, I love that I get to get out in the field a little bit more too, and, and with this job. And I don't know, man. Like, it, it's funny. Like, growing up, do you remember all those videos that like were produced? Like, we had like construction sort of videos for kids and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> like growing up, like in the '90s, right? And I yeah. used to watch that stuff like crazy. I ate it up. We used to rent it from the library, put it in with a VHS and all that stuff. Ah, oh, nostalgia. I love it. Yeah. At some point, we fell off the bandwagon, though. And we, like, stopped innovating. Like, yeah. I wish that we could go back to, you know, going out on site and, like, showing the real deal and what's happening. And that's just kind of the challenge I've set out there of, like, you know, let's let's produce stuff that just gets people intrigued again and, and talking about it. Um, that's It's just fun. Yeah, it just, for whatever reason, just went away from the promotion of construction. Uh, you know, the, the Bob Vilas of the world, <laughs> yeah. uh, just kind of fell off. And, and I mean, there's HGTV, but it's not really representative of what it's really like and doesn't get into the details of how stuff goes together and all the different parts of the process. Um, you know, it's solved in a single episode, but there's actually weeks of dealing with the city and back oh, and yeah. forth and the push and pull of the architect and the contractor and figuring out a solution. There's so much more than what's presented there that I think we're trying to, to fill that, that void. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. HGTV, like bring that up. Mm -hmm. It's, that's all residential stuff for the most part, right? Like you, yeah. you got a few things that are like skyscrapers and, you know, stuff like that. But for the most part, they're going in like renovating a house. Well, renovating a house is not as complex as building an actual skyscraper. It's not mm -hmm. as complex as, you know, building a national infantry museum like, you know, my dad worked on. You're like stuff yeah. like that or, you know, like Millette Hall where my grandfather worked on that. Like, this stuff is complex and there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of people and a lot of feelings and a lot of just all sorts of stuff going on. And uh, yeah, it's just not represented 
Like it's not shown yeah. on HDTV. That stuff's not shown, and 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 it needs to be because it's cool. It's yeah. complex. It's fun. It's we got a lot of problems in the industry that need to be solved. We have a need for new voices. We have a need for new perspectives to come in and try to help us innovate and get a little bit better every single day, you know. And that's that's what excites me about what I'm doing now. There used to be the modern marvels. I think that's <laughs> kind of stopped. Yeah, but that I was another that. one that did. Yeah. I love. I don't know how that stopped or or why it's not as promoted as it once was. Yeah. But that's those types of shows. We need a lot more of that that <laughs> stuff happening. How it's made is another one that pops to mind yeah. too. Yeah. It. I actually. I so I went down to a uh, prefab manufacturer down in Orlando for uh, Construction Brothers, and I, I shot a video in a prefab facility and tried to do mm. how it's made in there. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so produced that video, put it out on YouTube. Um, it's really cool just to kind of see how it all like works together. And um, it was funny because I'm up in uh, up in Atlanta, and we're sitting down and we're talking about uh, a new hospital that's going on up there. Uh, that's a multi billion dollar project. And uh, they're talking about prefab and they're mm. showing the pods that I actually went and saw. Like they were talking about the pods that I literally put my hands on. They had the same tags on them and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a video about that. Like, but so many people were asking questions about it. Like, well, how does that work? Like, how was the planning process for that? Like, what do we need to do? What sort of things do we need to take into account? And I'm sitting over there like, whoo. Ooh, ooh, me, 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 me. Hey, hey, listen, I, I did this and it was because I was interested. I was because I was curious. And yeah. um, so go check that thing out. Like go learn something. So I think it's 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 needed so bad. Let's take a break to share a little bit more about our sponsors. Systems and standard operating procedures. You already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom you want but you struggle with choosing which systems you need most and how to implement those systems quickly so that you can get back to doing what you love most. This series will help. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series created by acclaimed architect and business consultant Douglas Teeger, FAIA, aims to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Douglas grew his practice from a solo practitioner to a 30-plus person firm, then later sold his firm to do what he does today, help architects be more successful through Tiger Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth for years to come. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teeger at bqe.com masterclass and start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit and when you visit bqe.com masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free and it's brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com masterclass. That's bqe.com masterclass. Hey, Demetrius here. As you may know, Spaces is part of Gable Media, the next evolution of interactive media and resources for the AEC community and beyond. 
Gable empowers AE professionals just like you to better serve the world. Now, through the strategic development of a brand new membership platform, we are eliminating the traditional industry boundaries and information bottlenecks that we all experience. But we need your help. Please go to gablemedia.com members and pick your top three initiatives that you believe will have the greatest impact on your growth, including a continuing education program, VIP access to expert forums and private Q&As, community boards, special freebies, and more. Go to gablemedia.com members and let us know what you'd like to see. Small firm entrepreneur architects, get ready to build a better business with the Entree Architect podcast, where business meets architecture. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, the host of Entree Architect podcast. Join me every week for inspiring interviews with passionate people that share proven strategies to help you build a better business. If you think there is a problem, one, you can't make a move until you have a plan in place. The accountability chart really helps plan, okay, for the business six to 12 months out, this is what we need. We cover it all from financial management to marketing, sales, productivity, and beyond. There's two sides of it, right? So there's the one when you don't have any work. So you're like, well, I'm either going to charge enough to be profitable or I'm going to go out of business. Or you have so much work and you have backlog and you don't need any more work. So you charge way more. I'd also say lagging measures, one of the best, like the best, best, best. (laughs) So for any client, for any professional service um, company, if you're going to take one thing away from what we're talking about today, is to look at a number called the labor efficiency ratio. Entree Architect is not just a podcast. It's your secret weapon for success. With over 500 episodes, it's one of the longest running architecture podcasts in the world. You're sure to find the information you need to elevate your business. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe now and join the community of small firm entrepreneur architects building better businesses. And now let's get back to the conversation. Back to your point about, yes, we need the marketers because (laughs) I think the marketers are that bridge between the profession and, and those that we serve. Mm -hmm. Like they do create some of the language that is more palatable to those that we serve. However, There needs to be sort of a, a almost a technical marketer that yeah. further bridges the gap to to make it more representative of what we're doing and all the different facets of it. Yeah. Because a lot of that gets lost and then you end up with this repetitive language that you talked about of these same buzzwords that are on everybody's website, uh, at least in the <laughs> architecture space. It's it's everywhere, man. It's not just architecture. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's kind of where we're trying to fill that void. The thing that excites me on that, man, is that like, I, I love getting in and getting the owners of the company involved in this, getting mm. them speaking about their product and their process and the people and all these different cool things that they see every single day. Because here's the thing. You can take that and what they say and you can cut that up and you can produce content out of it. 
So I'm, I'm seeing that CEOs of architect firms or of, of engineering or of general contractors, trades, you name it, across the board in the construction industry, the owners need to start getting more serious about putting themselves in predicaments that could be recorded. <laughs> I know it's a little bit weird to think of it that way, but you think about it, like the marketing person does not have an expertise in construction. If you say, hey, Tim, go create this graphic and he comes back, it's not going to be through the eyes of somebody in the construction industry and it's not going to be as potent as it could be. But if you get the owner of that company to go and write down some copy or just start talking about like some of the problems that they see, there is content galore in that. <laughs> and there's feedback too. Like they're giving feedback to their peers and saying, hey, I'm seeing this. What, what are you seeing? So I want to enhance the voices of the owners of the, you know, the people in the field, the people that actually don't get to talk a lot amplify yeah. those voices because marketing can figure out the rest. That crap's easy. That crap's yeah. <laughs> really easy. It's the thought leadership aspect of it that's that's complex. That's hard. Mm -hmm. And that's something only somebody who's got experience in the industry can really do. So we want to enhance those voices and raise those to the surface because I, it's almost been opposite. Like marketers have taken over the messaging in the industry to a point that it's crossing lines to okay. where somebody in the field sees some t some copy on a website and they say, oh, this app can do that? Really? Yeah. The marketer didn't realize what they just did. If they have somebody there who actually understands, then they can weed through that stuff. So I don't know. It's very dynamic. It's changing. But the core principle is is if you're an owner if, of any sort of company, if, you're, if, if you've got some sway or even if you're low level in your company too – Start putting yourself in situations where you can talk, just like you know you and I are doing here. You know, we're mm -hmm. we're we're, t we're chatting about the industry, we're chatting about marketing, but you know, this stuff can be cut up and reused online, and so you just have to switch your mindset to that. And it's a cost-effective way of doing it, and it's a a time-effective way of doing that too. Like you can really save yourself some time there. What do you say to those that are not participating in this? marketing content generation world that is thrusted upon us <laughs> and, uh, and to preface that because there are a number of people that feel like they have a website up and that's good <laughs> enough what do you say to those people well listen i mean if you have a website up and that's good enough for you fine i guess but you know <laughs> it's only going to last you so long like you're going to really need to dig deep and start coming up with some new ways to communicate with people because i mean as we saw during the pandemic everything went online we couldn't mm -hmm. do the conference game where we go and we set up a booth and we do all that stuff we did it all virtually which honestly was pretty awful if you ever attended one of those <laughs> um but you know I would say that you're setting yourself up for more long-term success by focusing efforts online and not just on your website, focusing on, you know, building out your website a little bit more, maybe throwing some blogs on there and just kind of help with your SEO, but also work on creating content and putting that out in the wild on social media. I don't care what platform. I really don't. I think LinkedIn for commercial and Instagram for yeah. residential. That's typically where I kind of lean. Those are good, but they may not last forever. So mm -hmm. you're, you'll still be able to use that stuff down the road, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Is you're, you're like throwing stuff into the bucket that you can use later on. You're investing long term because, dude, 
if the pandemic happens again, let's God forbid, knock on wood here, like pandemic 2.0 happens and we have to shut down again. You'll be glad that you did that because your marketing engine, at least half of it shuts off, but the other half can keep burning. It can keep going. A lot of people, their entire marketing engine just shut off completely because they were going to conferences and that's it. There's room for conferences. There's room for those other things. Like you just need to do both. It's the answer is not as as nice as you would think. It's like you got to do both. A lot of times people will just tell you like, oh, just focus on social media. No, no. (laughs) You need to focus on your boots on the ground effort too because that pushes people to your social media and you can continue the conversation there. So I have a lot of words about that in other words, but (laughs) uh, that's that's the core idea there. (laughs) And there was a nugget in there uh, that you kind of ran past where uh, I think (laughs) is acquiring uh, your audience as well, building your own uh, sort of ecosystem within your own website or whatever you want to create. Because you're right, the social media, in my opinion, Facebook is all but dead. Oh, it's Um, dead. Down, down, (laughs) waste your time, guys. Like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Anyway. (laughs) As an extension, as an extension, uh, Instagram is going to start to have some hurdles or some, some trip ups as well. I wouldn't rely on social media to be there forever. Uh, so figuring out how to build your own ecosystem, I think, is is a worthy effort, too. You know, I saw somebody do something really interesting. So, like, maybe this is the future of this sort of social media effort. But <laughs> they, they put together a uh, little conference meet and greet in the metaverse. Mm. And they asked me to join. So I'm like in there walking around, like running into walls and like, it's like in a game, but then they like called it to order. The person that invited me gets up there and they start speaking and they're like, Hey, here's what we're up to, you know, doing the slideshow routine in the metaverse. I'm like, what the heck is this? This is new. Like uh, nobody in the construction industry is really doing that. So I'm looking around at the different possibilities, but the cool thing is, is that if you start now, you're going to have the reps, you're going to have the, just that, that VO2 max, like when you're running and stuff, you know, you got to work that VO2 max up so you can, you know, you can run harder. You're going to have that set. So whenever things do change, you're okay. You've got content that you can throw at it. You've also learned some stuff along the way in these other old platforms that are no longer in existence, Facebook. You can take those lessons learned and apply them other places. And you just need to learn that it doesn't matter if you're online. It doesn't matter if you're in person. The whole message needs to be the same, which is how can I help you? How can I assist you? Let me put things out that are valuable. Let me put things out there that will make you think, make you a better person to work with, to hang out with, all of those things. And and if you start working on it now, you're going to be ahead of the game. Because um, a lot of people are not doing it. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. Tyler, what what are some uh, good places that people can go and find out more about Story Builder and uh, uh, Construction Brothers? Construction Brothers is easy. I mean, it's on the podcast platform. So if you're listening to this, you probably just search there for Construction Brothers and you'll you'll find us. Big orange logo. It's pretty hard to miss. Um, <laughs> we're posting like twice a week now. So it's constantly a fresh flow of information coming out. And um, and, and as far, far as Story Builder goes, uh, www.storybuildercreative.com. You can go there or just connect with me on LinkedIn. Tyler Campbell. I think at Tyler S. Campbell. I can't remember. Just look up Tyler Campbell. <laughs> it's the good looking dude with the blue shirt. That's who it is. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Thank you so much, Tyler. Uh, really enjoyed this. Uh, so check Tyler out and um, look forward to, to chatting offline, I'm sure, uh, sometime <laughs> soon too. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check out our sponsors. By checking them out and supporting them, you help us keep this show going. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Thanks again for listening. Spaces is part of the Gable Media Network. You can check out similar content at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. If you enjoy our show, you can support us in three simple ways for free. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app if it allows you to. Tell a friend and follow us on social media. Thanks for spending time with us. Talk soon. Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise. From 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm.